Walking is a big part of life for many people. Most of the time, we don't even think about it. We walk the dog, take a walk in the park, walk to work, walk to school, walk to our car in the parking lot. It's no surprise then that sometimes we end up with some unwanted souvenirs on the bottom of our shoes. Sometimes we don't realize until it's too late and we've spread those souvenirs around where we don't want them. Suffice it to say, the bottom of our shoes can collect a lot of stuff, a lot of gross stuff. However, our shoe's ability to collect unappetizing things on the bottom might be the inspiration for what is quite possibly one of the most delicious culinary traditions and one of the most beloved and renowned cuisines in the world. If you've ever heard of the phrase fare la scarpetta, you know what I'm talking about. If you've never heard that phrase, no worries, you're about to find out exactly what it means to fare la scarpetta, or as it translates to in English, make the little shoe. You might even be able to do it on your own dinner plate tonight, depending on what's for dinner. I had the incredible opportunity of living in Italy for a couple of years as a college student. And let me just say, Italy lives up to the hype. The fashion, the culture, the love of soccer, the hand gestures, the history, and most definitely the food. Of course, one cannot ignore pasta when talking about Italian food. And while we do think of pasta as a culturally Italian food, it is likely the descendant of ancient Asian noodles. A common belief about pasta is that it was brought to Italy from China by Marco Polo during the 13th century. In his book, The Travels of Marco Polo, there is a passage that briefly mentions his introduction to a plant that produced flour, possibly a breadfruit tree. The Chinese used this plant to create a meal similar to barley flour. The barley-like meal Polo mentioned was used to make several pasta-like dishes, including one described as lagana, or lasagna. Since Polo's original text no longer exists, the book relies heavily on retellings by various authors and experts. This, combined with the fact that pasta was already gaining popularity in other areas of Italy during the 13th century, makes it very unlikely that Marco Polo was the first to introduce pasta to Italy. Noodles existed in Asia long before Polo's trip to China. Archaeologists believe that Central Asia is most likely the first area to have produced noodles thousands of years ago. From Asia, it traveled westward. The way it reached Europe is unclear, though there are many theories. Some believe that nomadic Arabs are responsible for bringing early forms of pasta westward. Once it reached the Mediterranean, the process was refined, and durum wheat became the ingredient of choice for pasta flour because of its high gluten content and a long shelf life. When durum wheat pasta is dried, it lasts indefinitely, making it a very convenient food to store. Over time, because pasta's affordability, shelf life, and versatility, it became firmly rooted in Italian culture. 
the warm Mediterranean climate of Italy is suited to growing fresh vegetables and herbs, which meant that Italians could get creative with a delicious variety of pasta sauces. Tomato-based sauces emerged as a favorite complement to pasta, and tomatoes remain the most popular ingredient in pasta sauce today. Anyway, back to my experience, one of the first things I noticed was that with about every pasta meal served, whether it was in a restaurant or in someone's home, there was always bread to go with it. Now don't get me wrong, I love a good carb as much as the next person, but it was a little confusing at first that meals consisting of carbohydrates were served with more bread on top of that. But many an Italian was kind enough to show me the reason. The bread usually was exclusively for sopping up the leftover sauce on your plate after the pasta was gone. And that could be any sauce. A bolognese full of meat and vegetables, a light but flavorful aglio olio pepperoncino, a yellow pepper sauce, or even lasagna. Whatever it was, it was important not to let that extra sauce go to waste. And over time, I realized that this was not a small thing in Italy. Practically everyone would do it, and everyone knew about it. So much so that there is even a name for the practice of scooping up your leftover pasta sauce. It is called fare la scarpetta, which in English translates to make the little shoe. What a strange name for a delightful and prevalent tradition and one of arguably the most iconic cuisines in the world. In spite of its relatively old origins, the phrase only appeared in the official dictionary of the Italian language in 1987. There, fare la scarpetta is officially defined as the act of, quote, collecting the remaining sauce in the dish by passing a piece of bread impaled in the fork, or more commonly, held between the fingers, close quote. This phrase can hardly be translated in other languages, except if using a whole definition of the action itself. In Italy, the idiomatic expression fare la scarpetta is understood everywhere, but the origins of it are still unknown. Some would say that the word scarpetta recalls a type of pasta used in the 19th century in Tuscany, while others might say it is linked to the idea of a little shoe, literally a scarpetta, taking everything under its sole and cleaning the plate. Like your finger is the leg and the bread is the shoe, and you move it around collecting the leftover sauce. Still others might say it is linked to the southern Italian word scarsetta, meaning poverty. In his book about medieval eating habits, Fabrizio Vanni proposes that the act took place following the introduction of tomatoes to the Italian diet back in the late 16th century. Before this time, sauces tended to be thicker and more robust. With the introduction of the tomato, sauces became lighter and therefore required mopping up. Another suggestion regarding the origin of la scarpetta is that back in a time when wasting food was frowned upon, the bread merely became a tool to be used, much like cutlery. Others prefer to have a more romantic notion regarding la scarpetta. Convinced it stems from the heart of cucina povera, or poor cuisine, from a time when people were literally so hungry they would have eaten the soles of their shoes. After all, when you are unsure of when you'll eat next, 
made sense to mop up every last drop of sauce. Long story short, it's difficult to know the exact origins of the phrase fare la scarpetta. According to Il Galateo, the guide to the rules of polite behavior and etiquette in Italy, it is acceptable to fare la scarpetta during an informal meal. However, in a formal setting and in public, when making the little shoe, you must use a fork and not your finger to move it around the plate. From my experience, though, no one pays too much attention to those rules. Besides, in my opinion, nothing pays compliments to the chef more than an entirely clean plate. So, the next time you're eating Italian food, especially pasta with sauce, do like the Italians do and make the little shoe. You won't regret it. I guarantee it. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.